Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I knew that that joke was coming this whole story time. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. Hey, Shannon. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I wasn't sure if we would have a newborn by now or not, but... Guess what? Back from furlough because, and today is actually my due date. This is a day that we've been thinking about for, I guess, since October because we Nine knew. Nine months. Yeah. That's how long that happens <laughs> for. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty amazing that we're on the due date today and that we're able to podcast. And no sign of the little guy. He's no, just, no sign. He's chilling, chilling inside. In fact, the sign is, is that maybe he's a little too far up. Um, because I'm getting tons of heartburn, you guys. Mm. So send me your heartburn tips. I'm at Shannon Ray Green on Twitter. And I'm at Dusty Terrell, but I don't care about your heartburn tips. <laughs> so yeah, that means we get to do another uh, another episode of our podcast. Which we are very excited to do. Shannon, I think uh, we might have gotten a new review for I Tell My Husband the News on Apple Podcasts. A new five-star review. Cool. But unfortunately, it was posted on the USA Today Five Things podcast. What's unfortunate about that? The USA Today Five Things podcast is totally five-star worthy. Five Things podcast is something I work on all the time. It's less than five minutes, gets you up to speed on everything you need to know for the day. It's definitely it's definitely a great podcast by USA Today, and it, it deserves its own review. Yeah. But it doesn't deserve to be stealing our reviews. <laughs> But thank you to Monroy Palacio. Uh, we appreciate the review, even though it wasn't in the right spot. I think we know for sure that it was about us. We're not just making this up because of what this person said. Yeah, they said, uh, super witty and informative. The banter is awesome, and you can obviously tell how great you are to each other. And congratulations on the new addition to your family. Uh, the Five Things podcast contains a singular host who is not expecting a new member to to his family. Right. So I think I think that's for us, but I can't be certain. We do have a cool thing that's happening on the Five Things podcast right now where normally it was um, Monday through Saturday only, but now Claire Thornton, who is an audio reporter, um, is putting together a longer listen for your Sunday mornings. Um, and it's a really good show. So the whole thing is cool because you can just wake up, get lots of information about things that are in the news that are really serious issues that just break them down really quickly. And then you can get on with your day. And it's every day. Claire is great. Taylor, the the daily uh, host, also great. 
ne- neither of which are providing banter with another person nor expecting new members to their family. Yeah, so we, we were able to see right away when I saw this Five Things review, I was like, oh, cool, five stars. Oh, wait, that's for my show. <laughs> Thank you so much to Monroy Palacio again uh, for the, the attempt at a review and giving us an excuse to talk about another excellent USA Today podcast. That's right. Yeah, so you're, you putting it there was really fantastic in the end. <laughs> so how was your weekend, Shannon? Well, I think everyone I know and their mother has been asking me, is the baby here yet? Is the baby coming? That's right. Yeah, you've been, I think during your furlough, you spent uh, every waking hour on the phone. <laughs> well, people need to know what's going on with me. And I also think we're talking through the pandemic and what that means and also talking through... Um, things to do with the protests in our country that are really now global protests. So there's just a lot to unpack and talk about. So I highly recommend leaning on your network, leaning on your people while you're going through all this. And then on top of it, I might be going to the hospital any day. (laughs) I think Shannon Green, no matter what's going on in the world, (laughs) will find a way to talk to people for hours among hours on the phone. I started laughing before you said that because I knew you were going to say... She talks so much on the phone, no matter what. I'm I'm not, to quote Ron Burgundy, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. Just, <laughs> just how much time you could spend on the phone is, <laughs> is just, it's incredible. It's got to be some sort of record that you've set. Yeah, I think we should just get that phone surgically implanted <laughs> into your head. It'd, be, it'd save so, you some arms. You know, you're working all day. What am I supposed to do? We could always use some five-star reviews on our actual podcast account. If you would like to do that, we'd appreciate that. And you can tweet us. We already told you our Twitter uh, handles. You can also email us at itellmyhusbandthenews at usatoday.com. And it is fair to say that, you know, today's my due date. Dusty and I could be in the hospital any day. And then we're going to be taking a break from the podcast. So That's right. So don't expect a podcast next week, but if you get one, then just be excited about it. (laughs) And it's always a good reason to make sure you hit that subscribe button, because since we can't promise you regularity, this you'll get notified if uh, if you're subscribed that there's a new episode. That's right. Does lucid dreaming work? How I tried to fix bad dreams brought on by the coronavirus age. This was written by my colleague, Carly Mallenbaum. I've been having some weird dreams, too, where you, like, out doing something you normally would be in, like, a big public space with lots of people. And then you're just like, oh, crap, I'm not supposed to be doing this right now. Everybody's way too close. Nobody's wearing masks. You just, like, I just get this, like, sudden realization that I shouldn't be here. Dusty, I want you to take that dream and imagine that you're pregnant. And then just think of how guilty you would feel about the idea of exposing yourself and another human being all at once. I mean, as a future father, I think I can feel that sensation a little bit in this in these dreams. Sometimes we're together or even me getting exposed and then bringing it home to you would be bad. Right. Right. Yeah. No, but I think I've had that dream and I'm just like oh my goodness, why did I think that this was okay to risk my baby, you know? Have you had dreams recently where you're not pregnant? You're just living life normally not being pregnant? You know, pregnant? I had a dream that one of my coworkers, who is a good friend, came over 
and hung out with me and then she gave me a hug and I wasn't freaked out about it in the dream and I also wasn't pregnant and it's funny because we were talking about dreaming in in a chat at work today and I told I decided to tell my because because people were telling stories about some of their vivid dreams I think because of the story I'm about to read um and uh I said yeah I wasn't going to tell you this Holly but I had a dream that you and I hugged <laughs> and that is a weird thing to it's tell a weird people thing to dream. say but but it was just like obviously like just pals you know and um and it was just nice because like I'm just not doing that and I, I I do hug my friends you know so it's just it's funny that I had this dream where it was just like how oh, nice my coworker came by and then we hugged and that felt like a big moment in my dream you know but I wasn't like oh no I'm gonna catch corona I don't know why I didn't think that you know I went through a period in my life where I had to come to the realization that people get creeped out when you tell them I had a dream about you. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I don't want to do it. But then we were talking about dreams. So it felt like maybe this is a safe space. And Holly did respond in the thread with everyone and was just like, that is so darling. That's very sweet, you know, because that's what it was, you know. You just couldn't tell how creeped out she was because it was over <laughs> over instant messenger. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about working remote. <laughs> um, although I do find that people respond better if you just say you were in my dream last night or you were featured. In oh, a, yeah. You appeared you in one showed of my up. dreams. Yeah, yeah. So tell me how to uh, control them, Shannon, because I'd right. love to to start one up tonight uh, with me on a yacht in the middle of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I flew to get to that yacht. That sounds pretty nice. Yes. You know. Carly writes, here's something I haven't said in 2020. I had the most wonderful dream. Instead, the world behind my eyelids has recently been a distressing place to wander. I don't have nightmares exactly, but my vivid dreams are decidedly bad. I dream that I desperately need to relieve myself, but all of the toilets are broken. Or that they have only stalls with see-through or too short doors. Or they aren't even toilets to begin with and instead are soiled chairs in an otherwise typical living room. I think Carly drinks too much water before going to bed. I think that's the problem there. <laughs> well... That does seem like a nightmare. I, I've times, never had a dream like that. The only times I dream about having to go to the bathroom is when I actually have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, it's funny because I I am getting like three or four hours of sleep a night. And um, I think it's because I have to wake up to go to the bathroom. But sure. I haven't had a dream about like, where are all the toilets? <laughs> As a pregnant woman, you have a pretty good uh, excuse for that that type of behavior yeah yeah it's basically my my baby just hanging out on my bladder right i have dreams that i'm on assignment for a story and the person i need to talk to is in pain or i'm late to the interview because of something traumatic or i thought i was going to interview but i'm actually in school and i forgot that i had to turn in an assignment and i don't even know whether i'm in the right class I have dreams like that all the time. We talk about that as like school must have just been so traumatizing because I'm always just like, crap, I, I know I'm taking this math class right now, but I'm so unprepared for any of it. Yeah. I don't even remember the last time I attended class. Right. I know I'm supposed to be there, but I'm totally going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? It's so crazy. No, it's strange. I spend a third of my life sleeping. I want those eight-ish hours a night to stop being completely stressful. So I set out to do something about it. I decided I should become an Oneironaut, someone who lucid dreams. 
For those of you who have not spent hours reading books, perusing Reddit threads, and watching TED Talks on lucid dreaming, an oneironaut is someone who explores the dream state while explicitly conscious that they're dreaming, though the word is not yet officially defined by Merriam-Webster. As I understand it, lucid dreaming can be a practice of holding a mirror to yourself and facing your innermost fears. It can also be a series of scenes thought up by the dreamer, according to Deepak Chopra, renowned doctor, author, and alternative medicine proponent. Deepak Chopra did a quarantine diary for USA Today, and he said that he spends his time lucid dreaming and doing yoga. He told USA Today in April, quote, I basically direct my dreams. These days, I am lucid dreaming conversations with my parents long departed. I'm having happy memories of my birthdays and celebrations and going to soccer and cricket matches with my parents and holidays and laughing and remembering and feeling joyous, unquote. Lucidity Institute psychophysiologist Stephen LeBerg, who has spent decades researching the science behind awakening in your dreams, points to studies where the visual imagery produced during lucid dreaming could improve physical and mental health. For example, someone who solves a problem or confronts a fear while lucid dreaming can wake with a sense of empowerment and courage, according to the Lucidity Institute FAQs. Since lucid dreaming is generally considered safe to attempt, that was enough to convince me to give it a try. Plus, it turns out that some side effects of a global pandemic, staying home, limited social life, and sleeping more erratically, and more often than ever before, make for a lucid dreaming conducive environment. Kristen Larmarca is a clinical psychologist in sleep medicine, and she's the writer of a concise new dream book called Learn to Lucid Dream. She said, quote, People aren't relying on alarm clocks in order to wake them up, so there's less interference to help them recall dreams, and recall is key to lucid dreaming, unquote. She says also that since people are more isolated and without their normal routines, it gives them, quote, more room to have more of an inward reflective focus, unquote. I was all about the inward reflective focus. I was ready to do all of the things that I read were important to do in order to lucid dream, practice more meditation, while well, I mostly just did yoga on a fitness app, repeat the mantra, tonight I will have a lucid dream in bed when I thought of it, write down what I remember of my dreams as soon as I wake up, this I did religiously, and then go over what happened and what I would have done in that dream where I lucid in it. I did this sometimes. I put up sticky notes throughout my apartment that said, am I dreaming? to force myself to ask that question several times a day with the hopes that making the inquiry would become so routine that my dream self would begin to do it as well. I read text on a page, looked away, and then reread the text to confirm that the text hadn't changed, something that tends to happen in dreams and can be a sign to your dream self that you are not awake, Lamarca says. After doing all of this work for a month, I still was not lucid dreaming. I wasn't directing any wondrous night visions in my head that connected me with a dead grandparent or put me in the center of the dreamy wedding celebration my sister had to postpone. But I persisted. According to Lamarca, having a lucid dream, quote, could take weeks or months, or some people don't have one after years even, unquote. I wrote down more dreams, found more themes, and rehearsed more scenes. And then I realized that a toilet I was about to use was broken and inexplicably shared a stall with another toilet. That sounded like a dream I had before. Actually, it was a dream I was having at that moment. My dream self put this together. I was lucid dreaming. I could confront my own anxiety. I could ask a dream person why the toilets were in disarray and figure out a way to fix them. <laughs> it's good to get help from dream people. <laughs> I could learn about the stressors that my dreams represented and start finding ways to address them. I did not do any of that. Instead, I immediately forgot that I was in a dream. But in the short time that I was lucid, I did do one thing that I can't do in my waking life. 
I danced on point in the bathroom. It was a wonderful moment, and I'll keep trying for more. I definitely think I have done lucid dreaming before. Yeah, maybe on occasion I can kind of control. Usually what happens more often than not is I'm just like, boy, I hope this thing doesn't happen, but because you're thinking of it, that thing happens. <laughs> no. Just like, oh no, it happened. Yeah, I feel like it's, I sometimes I feel like I'm embarrassing myself and then I'm just like embarrassing myself more. Do you know what uh, the downside to being uh, a Oneironaut is that um, nobody else wants to hear about your dreams? Like <laughs> I know. nobody. I know. And yet you and I, this whole podcast already, just <laughs> that's all we've been talking about. So sorry, listeners. Between you, me, and Carly, the author. Everybody's sick of hearing about (laughs) our weird dreams. But at least there's a little bit of science about practices for how to maybe control your dreams. But I I definitely think I've been able to control my dreams before or realized that I'm sleeping. It's funny because you know very well, but maybe our listeners do not, that I talk in my sleep occasionally. And I think I do tend to talk in my sleep more when I'm nervous about something. And I think I'm nervous that I'm about to give birth. And we're about to become parents, really. And so I think that I keep thinking of things to tell you, like, oh, I better tell Dusty about this thing. And then sometimes I have have before, when I'm in a half-asleep state, said, I know I'm not making sense. Like, I've said that to you. And you're right. You're not making sense. (laughs) And I tend to be in this state with you, but a lot of times some... Like, I feel like recently I've been noticing... When I'm I'm a little bit there and I'm saying to my, saying to you, I think that I can figure out how to make this make sense, and then I just can't. Yeah, because it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just those general worries that run through your head, like we need to do we need to get this task done, or we better do this before the baby comes, and that kind of stuff. But you kind of like it, right? That I talk in my sleep, or are you are you are you sick of it now? It's pretty cute. Yeah. It's just sometimes I'm not sure, like, when it starts, I'm just like, is she actually telling me something? And it often seems like you want me to respond. Like, the sooner, like, last night you said something, and I was like, it's okay, honey, go back to sleep. And you're like, it'll be okay. I love you. And then you went back to sleep. (laughs) That's cute. So that almost seems, like, better than me being, like... Just what? like sometimes I just don't say I just don't say anything because I'm like she's asleep she'll just go back to sleep but then you just like keep on talking <laughs> and I'm just you're just like you know what I mean honey it's like you want me to respond but <laughs> but I'm just like I don't know what you mean Shannon <laughs> and I think the more I question it the more it wakes you up too so I don't want to do that either we've definitely learned that if you engage then I'm just I finally wake up and realize how nonsensical I'm being and then I'm just kind of bummed because I'm awake it's the because you usually go to bed way hours later than I do and so I'm awake and then I'm just like I don't know how I'm gonna fall back asleep and that was really weird but I was just saying because there's a part where I might be in the middle of a sentence and I wake up it's so strange I think it's strange how when I dream uh I forget it almost immediately. Like, I'll wake up and I'll be like, wow, that was a weird dream, and I'll want to tell you about it, but maybe you're doing something, and then I forget to tell you about it. And then later in the day, I'm like, oh, I had this weird dream last night, and I'm just like, but I can't remember anything about it. I just remember it was weird. I think that I more vividly remember my dreams during this pregnancy and also from early morning dreams. So I've been waking up pretty early in the morning like 7 a.m but usually I'm waking up at like 3 to go to the bathroom and then there's something about those extra few hours of sleep 
by like six or seven that I'm just like, I can remember those more vividly. I don't know why that is. I hate when you have dreams that are just like, you're doing just like everyday tasks. Ugh. Like I woke up, took those a shower, drove to work, did a couple of things at work. And then I woke up and I'm just like, oh crap. Now I just got to do all of that again, but this time for real. Like, it's just like, this yeah, is the worst. That is awful. Or you have a dream that's so realistic, you can't remember, like, oh, I needed to pay this bill. I think I paid it, or did I just pay it in my dream the other night? I can't remember if it was real or not. Or if you promise you'll do something for someone, and then in the dream you do it, and then you're just like, wait a second, I don't think I really did that. <laughs> yeah. It, that's That's the trouble with, like, realistic dreams, because it's not like you ever wake up and you're just like... It's like, oh, did I, did I fly around the world uh, last Thursday? I can't remember if that was real or not. <laughs> no, that that was not. That yeah. was not real. So, listeners, please tweet us if you are the kind of people who can lucid dream and tell us your secrets. Also, um, I want to hear from people who talk in their dreams or talk in their sleep, and like, I want to hear your stories. Hit me up. I can't be that weird, right? Like, there's got to be other people who do this. I can't be the only one, right? I think that's true. Yeah. I, I bet you didn't, you lucid dreamers out there, I bet you didn't even know that you were Oneironauts. Yeah, we're so cool. We're Oneironauts. I think if I could like 100% control my dreams, I would just never want to be awake. It's just like <laughs> the best virtual reality right. imaginable. Well, that is cool. Like I definitely think I get the chance to talk to people I miss who I've lost. Like I have had conversations with... In my dreams with people who I miss who have passed on. Um, and it's really satisfying. And I, I think it's a lot about working out and processing how I feel about them. I think a lot of times I'm telling these people that I miss that I miss them and love them and want them to be okay. And then in the dream, they're like, I'm fine. Are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And so it's just really nice to say, like, I see you, you see me, you're missed and loved. And we're gonna be we're gonna be okay. That is nice. I think I would be spending a lot of time with Scarlett Johansson in my dreams. I knew that that joke was coming this whole story time. <laughs> this whole time we were discussing this story that you were gonna work in that if you could lucid dream, it would be with your celebrity crush. And how do you think that makes your nine months pregnant wife feel? How I mean, how you could be you? there too. I, I'm not excluding you. Well, you're just, you're just going to have, like, some tea with her. You're just going to, like, have a chat with her, right? I mean, this this is a family podcast. <laughs> we don't have to go into details. Well, you brought up ScarJo. <sighs> the best edible plants you can actually grow indoors. Which ones are worth it? This was written by my colleague Mary Cadden. She writes, Americans have started gardening again, in large part because of the pandemic and recent economic downturn. The reasons are twofold for stress relief, and for food. And while many have adequate outdoor space to plant or keep a container garden, a significant number do not. Think apartment and condo dwellers. That leaves only the great indoors. Googling growing vegetables or edible plants indoors elicits myriad posts that claim you can easily grow anything from avocados to tomatoes in your home or small apartment. That might be stretching it. How do you define inside? After all, we're talking about growing plants by the window or on the windowsill and not in, say, greenhouses and solariums. And last we checked, many apartments don't come with washers or dryers, let alone solariums. Also, how do you define grow? 
P. Allen Smith is the host of P. Allen Smith's Garden to Table on PBS, and he's the author of several books on gardening. He said, quote, there's a difference between what you can technically grow indoors and what you can successfully grow indoors. Are we looking for the effort or the results? I'm looking for results, unquote. In other words, you can grow a disgusting avocado indoors, but, uh, <laughs> but you probably shouldn't. That, I think, is the point of the writer. So, yes, you can technically grow an avocado or tomato plant in your apartment. But if you're thinking of supplementing your guacamole habit by growing them inside your small space, think again. Also, because probably one plant will provide you with one, <laughs> one bowl of dip. Sure. But that doesn't mean you can't grow anything edible indoors. If you want to nurture something under your roof that you can eat without investing in specialized equipment like grow lights, you just have to think greens. Greens are higher yield and lower maintenance with only a few simple wants and needs, adequate light, water, and a comfortable environment. But greens are the grossest of things, Shannon. Hey, they're good for salad. Reds and browns are what I want, Shannon. Tomatoes and potatoes? No, I was thinking avocados. They're kind of brown on the outside. (laughs) Smith says, quote, it's a fine balance. You want a lot, but not too much. If you're comfortable, then the plant is comfortable, unquote. Of course, it depends where you're located geographically and where your windows face. For factors like humidity and temperature, you don't have to overthink it. So if you decide to venture into growing edible plants that are cost-effective without being time-consuming, we recommend starting with the following. Sprouts and microgreens. Arguably the easiest edible you can grow on your windowsill or counter, anything from wheatgrass to alfalfa to soybeans. Not only are they good for you, but they're also a great healthy way to introduce gardening to children. Next, herbs. Think of what gives your food and drink some kick. Parsley, oregano, basil, and lemongrass all work. And unlike outdoor herbs, they can be grown year-round. Leafy greens. Myriad varieties of lettuce, watercress, and arugula work well. They form the base of most salads and in cases like kale are a hearty addition to soups. Green onions can be grown by placing bulbs in water and setting them on a windowsill. Just trim from the top as needed. One added bonus with all of these plants, they're also ornamental, a big plus when planting in a small space. Smith says, quote, the beautiful thing about doing lettuces and herbs is that they're pretty, unquote. He said harvesting is easy too, quote, just clip them off and throw them in a salad or whatever you're doing, unquote. I want to grow a a cheese plant. Do you have those, Shannon? (laughs) Cheese doesn't grow on trees. One thing we got an abundance of is we got like a mint forest in our backyard. And you and I, uh, we just don't eat that much mint. We really don't. What do you add mint to besides a mint julep? Yeah, alcohol seems like the only thing I would need that for. And we just don't drink that much at home either. So Maybe we could start chewing on it, like chewing gum. Ew. Ew. People do that. That's kind of where mint came from. So do all the bugs that live outside. (laughs) Yeah, we really, I mean, we have so much mint because mint just grows on itself too. Well, it's just, I think, I think the previous owners maybe planted a little bit of mint back there and now it's just uh, taken over this whole area. (laughs) It's just lots of mint. We're definitely lazy gardeners. Yeah, we, I mean, we're not home chefs either, so I wouldn't even know where to begin on how to add it to things (laughs) and... If it were a cheese tree, I would know what to do with it. But otherwise, uh, I'm at a loss. Yeah. Well, Shannon, um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to say is who cares about uh, 
growing stuff indoors when you can control your own dreams. You know what I mean? Like uh, every other story <laughs> is just going to pale in comparison. <laughs> well, I do think that it is a coping mechanism for people. And for gardening? Yeah. Like it's just something yeah, but, beautiful. Uh, also, maybe those people should consider controlling their own dreams. Then, <laughs> well, isn't it cool in real life that you made orchids happen? You you have an orchid plant yeah. that sprouted two flowers, and that was all your hard work. Yeah, and it's not of, something you just made up; it's a real thing in the real world. I did a lot of weeding and mulching, and you have. Uh, taking care of my rose bushes. And, and now I can finally say on this podcast that you were doing all that work while I was just kicking back because. It's not so easy to squat when you're seven months pregnant or... Yeah, you have a good excuse for not helping as opposed to your normal excuse, <laughs> which is you just don't want to help. <sighs> that could be true. That yeah, might be true. That might be true. This also should not surprise you, though. If I were going to grow vegetables in my own garden, I want to. I would want to try to figure out a way to monetize them. I would want to... <laughs> Like, how much lettuce do I need to grow to be able to take it to a farmer's market? And then how much money can I then make from said lettuce? And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Parents and kids hate online learning. Well, get on board. This is the way of the world now. (laughs) Sundance Film Festival goes nationwide amid COVID. I've always wanted to go to the Sundance Film Festival, and now it's coming to me, Shane. (laughs) Seven summer date ideas for couples in quarantine. I hope all seven of them include us sitting inside in the air conditioning, (laughs) watching something from our couch. (laughs) Women's soccer star spent lockdown becoming a celebrity gamer. Hey, Athletes, don't interfere in our nerd space. If you can actually play sports, do it. Leave the the virtual sports to us. How to road trip safely during a pandemic. Step one, don't leave your house. Step two, learn to lucid dream. Then you can go then, anywhere. Then you're road tripping. Yep. <laughs> Full circle. New York City ballet dancer keeps dream alive during coronavirus, training from a garage in Florida. That's what a good athlete does. Not tries to pick up a controller. I think that soccer star can do whatever she wants. Yeah, that's the problem, Shannon. Some of us can't do whatever we want. You think if I could play soccer, I wouldn't? Yeah, of course I would, but I can't. You don't have to be so ornery about it. So I'm left with video games, and now this person is stealing my video game thunder. A Saharan dust cloud hits the Caribbean, heading towards the U.S. I'm dusty enough already, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Dre's wife of 24 years files for a divorce. Oh, no. Is she trying to forget about Dre? (laughs) Katy Perry says her split from Orlando Bloom sent her into a spiral. Man, nothing worse than celebrities and their problems, huh? (laughs) Don't worry, Katy Perry. You'll be visiting in my dreams soon enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, man. How to grow healthy vegetables. Where's the how to grow a cheese tree story, Shannon? <laughs> That's all I want. Keep an eye out for it for me. Five easy tips to keep your car reliable. Step one. <laughs> don't leave your house. <laughs> Step two. Dream about fixing your car. <laughs> Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. <laughs> I Tell My Husband the News as part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.